0: Now, once again, here's Mark.
2: Welcome back, everybody. Four
3: minutes after the hour of 11 o'clock. It should sound a little different. I want to tell you that the entire technical problems the first hour were all mine. It was my fault, nobody else's. It wasn't the station's. It wasn't Gil's. It wasn't my wife. It wasn't the dog's. It was my fault. Now, I'm working on a screen that's slightly bigger than your phone and I have to push a bunch of buttons to tie into the station. And so when I push a particular button I have to pick between a variety of, of, of items on the uh, on the screen. So when I push um, a button like I, I need to push the button line but right below it is programming. So I have really fat fingers and the width of these boxes is less than the width of a pencil. I'm just making up excuses, so you're going to have to bear with me. <laughs> so, when I pushed line, I inadvertently pushed programming and I turned it off. And so, um, I've been sitting here and I've used bad words to Gil, and, um, I, I was, uh, raising my voice to my wife, and, um, and, and the dogs have run out of the studio completely. So, we are broadcasting live from Payson, Arizona, but, um, the, uh, the entire first hour was just all my fault. That's all there was to it. Let me tell you about a good idea, and that's strictly diesel service and repair. They're up at I 17 and Pinnacle Peak in North Phoenix. Nate is the diesel guy wizard. He really knows the Ford, the Dodge, and the Chevy diesels. He also works on domestic light trucks and foreign light trucks, but he doesn't work on the big dogs. So they also sell parts twenty four hours a day for your diesel. So if you got a Chevy, a Dodger, a Ford and you want to hot rod it, or if you want to change something on it, or if you want to make it uh, a little louder, then you maybe go to strictly diesel service and repair. So again, that's Nate Sir Strictly Service Strictly Diesel Service and Repair I seventeen and Pinnacle Peak Road. Oh boy am I glad to be on the air at this particular point, Gil. That's not your fault, it's all of mine. I'm I have, have bunch... you back, sir. Oh, <sighs> Gosh, I have a bunch of paperwork on the floor that I threw down. <laughs> You're good, <enough. laughs> yeah. Oh, I just—I was so ready for this show. I was just so ready for this show, and—and um, and is my world caved in? Okay, um, we had a, a a a bunch of um um Prius comments, and I guess um I, I this is what I would have said about Priuses—they're underpowered. They're certainly not a Tesla. Um, they're underpowered. They get good fuel economy. They're very difficult to work on. You need specific proprietary equipment, computers that you plug into the car, and it, it talks to you on a, a language that we wouldn't otherwise have. So, But that's not uncommon because Chevys and Fords and all that stuff, they have proprietary scanners, but you do have universals. So we have many universals that talk to the, the big five, Chevy, Ford, Dodge, Toyota, Honda. Those are the five cars and Models that have double-digit cars on the road, nobody else has double-digit than those five. So everybody else is one percent or less, and and then you get the ones that are point zero 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 eight. On uh, that means there's one in every three states uh, on the road. Bill, good morning. Thank you for holding. And how can I help you?
4: Uh, yeah, I've got a uh, 1997 Honda. Odyssey Van, four-cylinder. Okay. And it's been running on uh, zero 040 oil. Okay. Uh, and regular filter. now I'm thinking of taking a long trip, and I want to go to synthetic. And it's got 106,000 miles on it. And what kind of oil and what grade do you recommend?
3: What does it say on the oil cap? If it has any numbers on the oil cap, do you remember what what it says uh, on the oil cap?
4: Well, the dealer they said 040
3: that's what they told me they wanted to use in. okay um usually we see a 40 weight on diesels uh, i'm i'm not in a position to to argue with why they did what they did but let me tell you what i'd do at my own shop i'd be really mad i'd be mad if somebody did that your 97 um odyssey as you well know is 33 years old and back then we were on a 1030 1040 um kind of multi-grade oil with a 3000 mile oil change interval maybe 3 yeah. to 5 if you wanted to stretch it out Yeah
4: yeah they want me on a, on the a 3000 mile change
3: yeah And they got you on a 2000 mile change on a 040
4: No th- no 3000 mile
3: Okay okay fair enough fair enough um I don't think 040 qualifies as a synthetic, and if you wanted to go to a synthetic, um, you're going to have to go to something different. Um, you're going to have to go to a zero, uh, 020, a 0, I'm looking for my paperwork because God bless my daughter made a cheat sheet for me. And uh, and so on a synthetic, we got 30 weight, 1030, 1040, we got all those, or not a synthetic, I just made a mistake, on conventional oil. 1030, 1040, 2050, straight 30 weight, straight 40 weight. Those are conventional oils. A semi-synthetic comes in two predominant weights: a 520 and a 530. 520, 530 is a semi. Now, here's the real confusing part: they also have a 520 in semi-synthetic and full synthetic. <laughs> and, but the the full synthetic comes in a 020. And a uh, a 520 and a 530, and there's semi synthetics in the 520 and 530. So the real key here is is if you take a zero twenty and that's written on your cap, you absolutely have to use a full synthetic. There's some cars out there that are that are different, but in let me ask you a question: Do you use lots of oil? Are you adding oil in between oil changes?
4: No, it doesn't seem to be burning oil. But, well, I just inherited the car, so. Uh, okay. Well, I got it at one hundred three thousand, so I took it to the dealership, and they went through it. And, uh, okay. High rod ends and new battery and that kind of stuff. Okay. That's the oil they told me to use zero forty.
3: Okay. Um, I, I I would still be mad at my staff if they did something like that. How many miles do you How many miles do you drive a year? Do you how, how many miles do you think you're going to drive a year?
4: Well, normally about ten to ten to fifteen thousand, but like I say, I'm going to take a trip. To out of state, in uh, okay. I might put uh, maybe six thousand miles on it in one trip.
3: So okay, okay, let's do this. On a conventional oil, you could put in a ten thirty, a ten forty. I'd go with a ten thirty. If I was going to put you on a conventional, oil, I'd put you at ten thirty, and you you would need an oil change before you left on a six thousand mile trip, and you're going to need an oil change halfway through the trip. Okay, that's a conventional oil ten thirty. Now you want to do the whole trip without an oil change? Then I want you to put a semi synthetic in it, a semi synthetic. So I don't like the zero the forty in your car. I, I I I don't I don't like that. And uh, well, I, didn't like,
4: I didn't think it was a good idea either. But that, um, I went by what the dealership told me to put it. Yeah.
3: Oh, I can. I I I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll give you a full set of tires for free. If your owner's manual calls for a zero forty, 40. So, and then they put a 3000 mile, it's called a call. So they called you back yes. in 3000 miles. Okay. Well, the
4: sticker just, uh, says, uh, you know, 3000 miles and I just went a hundred miles over that. So, okay. I yeah, don't worry about that's why that. I was concerned.
3: Yeah, I, I, you know, if, if I were you, I'd probably use a semi-synthetic. If you wanted to do the whole trip without an oil change, then get a, like a 1030 semi-synthetic. There's going to be some others. They're going to be called blended oils, a blend. Right. So do a blend. Go your 6,000 miles because you can actually go 7,500 with a blend and go on your trip and don't worry about it. Now, if you wanted to put a 1030 in there and you wanted to go the whole trip, continue, co- think about this. The the conventional oil will go three to five, three to five. Right. If you're a 1,000 over it, no one cares. Here's all I want you to do is promise that every other oil change, you're going to just pull the stick and check the oil. I don't know how many quarts that thing is going to burn. So I don't want yeah, you to oil. I check
4: the oil every, like every other gas fill up. You know.
3: Perfect, perfect. Now when you do don't you want me to oil? go to
4: full synthetic, huh?
3: I don't. I don't think that serves you. Uh, to refresh my memory, how many miles do you think you'll drive a year?
4: Uh, somewhere between uh, 10 and 15, usually okay, right you, around 12,000.
3: Yeah, If you wanted to go to a synthetic, first of all, it won't hurt your car, which your car wasn't designed for, it, but it won't hurt your car. So if you want to go to right. a full synthetic, then I want you to go to a 530, a 530 SYN, and you can change it at ten to 15,000 miles. But what I'd really like you to do is change it just before the summer in Arizona. I, do, I want you to do right. that annually. So I want you to go through our summers with fresh oil. So all my right. customers yeah. that are right. on synthetic, I bring them in in April. And I say, please come back in April. And then that way yes. we can change your oil. Does that make sense?
4: Yes. So Well, for the trip, then, you want me to do a 1030 semi-synthetic. Uh,
3: but if you want to go to a synthetic, you don't have to stop from the uh, Fred Flintstone oil to the middle of the road, semi-synthetic to the full synthetic, the Mercedes-Benz of oil, we're going to call it. You don't have to stop there. You don't have to walk your way up. If you want to go and you want to change that oil once a year and you want to do it at ten to $15,000, i am okay with that. Put a synthetic. But of all the synthetics out there, I want you to use a 530. That's the 530. weight of the oil, 530. Okay?
4: All right thank you very okay. much i appreciate I, it.
3: I would give the the same advice to my brother and, but my sisters i i don't really like them and i'd probably tell them to put in some uh Some cheap oil, and then have them go like ten thousand twenty thousand miles, or something like that, <laughs> but i 'm treating you just like my brother okay I'm, I'm telling you exactly that six oh two five oh eight zero nine sixty is our number six oh two five oh eight zero nine sixty The lines are open, and you're more than welcome to join us. Let me tell you about another auto repair shop that i'm really proud of, and i'm really proud of all my shops and i i this is what I say. If you have a problem with one of my shops, I don't own these shops. These are my good friends. If you have a problem with one of these shops, and it's a dispute, and it goes in front of an arbitration, so whether it goes to the Better Business Bureau or whatever, both people agree to have somebody listen to the story and and deal with it. If the shop doesn't agree to what the arbitrator says, let's pretend the arbitrator says, you have to give them back $1,200. And the shop says, I ain't doing that. Two things happen. I write the check for 1200 and I kick the shop off. That's what happens. So I'm protecting you to $5,000. Now, I opened this idea of the best car repair shops in 19, I think it was ni- early 90s. I have never written a check. We have never had a dispute that went that far. But I'll, I will tell you this. One of the shops got tangled up in a car repair And he just flat out wouldn't uh, talk about it. And so I interviewed the customer, and I went through the paperwork, and I said, this is what I want you to do. And he said no initially, and so I said, I'm going to take you off, and whatever, you're gone. And then a little while later, he calls back, and he goes, I'm going to do it. And I said, perfect. And so to ensure that he did it, I wrote the customer a check of mine, and then he gave me a check made out to me to pay me back. That's the only time. I've kicked a couple of other shops off for ethical issues, but i that was the only time that it happened. So 602 508 if you'd like to join us, 602 508 And again, there's lots of good shops on my list, and certainly if you want to join and stop by one, you can. We'll be right back.
5: Hello, I'm Greg May, owner of Phoenix Body Works. For 35 years, we've been demonstrating our workmanship, our honesty, our integrity, and our exceptional customer service. We are blessed to have so many repeat customers who refer their friends and family. We have ethical, loyal technicians who have been with us for years. They are iCar certified, which means they are up to date on the latest technology and techniques. So your repairs meet or exceed industry standards. Our technicians are truly part of our family. We are very capable of fixing your car. We pull off damaged parts. We pull your frame and body mounts back to where they should be. Then we install the new parts. We align both the front and rear end. Then your car is back to the way it was when new. Our customers come from all over the valley. I'm Greg May. Remember, it's your vehicle. You pick the shop, not the insurance company. Phoenix Body Works, we want to be your collision repair specialist. Call us, 623-582-1434, Monday through Friday, 9 to noon on Saturday.
3: It's mycomputercareer.edu.
0: Take the Patriot with you wherever you go. The 960, the Patriot mobile app. Your Alexa, TuneIn, iHeart, and radio.com. It's your voice of reason 24-7. They knock us down. We get stronger. They try to silence us. But our voice just got louder. The new wave is coming
2: we've succeeded, people just don't want to recognize it because it challenges their narrative, it challenges their assumption. so they got to try to find a boogeyman. Great socialism, they think
6: it's great. If you want to go outside and celebrate Joe Biden, if you want to kick around a pillowed effigy of Donald J. Trump, that's perfectly safe. The tech overlords censoring our speech, right? I call this diet fascism. They say, you can't see this, you can't see this, we're doing it to protect you, it's for, it's for your safety.
1: Speaker Pelosi was holding the American people hostage for political gain. This was never a about
0: what was best for the american people never about honest policy disagreement it was about preventing president trump from getting any credit It was about politics candace desantis crenshaw really the conservative voice has never been stronger 960 the patriot a voice that speaks for you
7: dad this is fun I didn't think I liked kayaking.
0: Well, I'm glad you enjoyed it, but I think it's time to head back in.
7: Okay. Can we come back?
0: Sure. Hey, be careful getting out of the boat.
7: It's a kayak, Dad.
0: (laughs) I'm going to return the kayak.
7: Can we walk home?
6: How about a taxi? It's a short fare from your neighborhood to your naturehood. Visit discovertheforest.org to find a neighborhood park or green space near you. Brought to you by the Ad Council and the U.S. Forest Service.
0: You don't need to get a second job as a stuntman to save money. We need a new stuntman. You just need feedthepig.org. Don't get left behind. Get tips and tools at feedthepig.org. Brought to you by the American Institute of CPAs and the Ad Council. Well,
3: welcome back, everybody. 21 minutes after the hour of 11 o'clock. My name is Mark Salem. Every Saturday, I'm here answering your car questions. And just a couple of quick things, and then we're going to go back to the calls. Um... Number one, it was brought to my attention not too long ago that somebody here that had a car show, I'm not sure who it is. Gil, you got me?
7: Oh, I got you, Mark.
3: Okay, 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 you're scaring me. Um, (laughs) Somebody said that there was a a radio show that talked about the number one in the uh, the Arizona area on cars and stuff. Um, I don't know how you measure that, and I don't really care, but let me tell you this. With a little bit of research from my efficient staff... Um, We have between 16 and 18 callers per show, and that's a two-hour show. So do the math between, you know, what, eight and more an hour. And according to my really good staff, they've listened to a variety of other car shows throughout Arizona, and they're averaging two to three an hour. So I don't know if that makes any difference. It doesn't make any difference to me. But I am very proud that we have 16 to 18 in a show divided by two. Thompson's Auto Repair and Tollin is in Mesa. This the only shop in Mesa that I can recommend you go to. They've been around since 1970. Brian and Thelma are the salt of the earth, the husband and wife that run it. And I've known their parents since the 60s. So I've seen the I've known the Thompsons family and the Vivian family since the '60s. So I can assure you, those kids come from stock that knows right from wrong. Thompson's Auto Repair on Main Street, just east of Stapley. Let's go back to the phone, Dan. You're up.
8: Um, yeah. Uh, hi, Mark. Uh, um, I have a Honda Civic uh, 2012, and this uh, earlier this week we were in Sedona, and I noticed that when it was cold, like first started up it would make this noise that we kind of narrowed down to the rear of the car. It kind of made a, like a, a whoop, whoop noise. And, and it would do it periodically, mostly uphill and mostly in a turn. It, at first we were thinking it was a power steering, but like I said, it appeared to come from the back of the car. And, uh, but, uh, but you had no power loss. I originally, I thought it was well, coming from the back. It must be the, the fuel pump. But, What's your thoughts on something like that? And it appeared to go away after it was it got warmer.
3: Okay. And number one, I'm not worried about it based on what you've given me. Um, I'd be surprised if it's anything that breaks you down. Number two, uh, a fuel pump's going to make a buzzing noise. And it's not likely you're going to hear it unless you're in the very bottom of the tank. And so the fuel pump is cooled and lubricated by the gas, but it can't sit. Completely submerged 100% of the time. And the college kids that drive around on fumes will tell you that. And if we don't lubricate it and, and cool it with fuel, then it goes bad. And the college kids will tell you about that too. Um, The hot and cold, yeah. I'm glad it goes away when it's hot. And that tells me I'm not going to really worry about it. So if you want to take me where you're going to go and you're going to go to Colorado, if I can get the time off my wife lets me go, I'll go with you because I'm not worried about that. But the whoop-whoop, I've never had anybody... Um, describe it as that, but I, I can tell you what I would do. It's winter time and are you where are you in Phoenix? what North, South east, West Central?
8: Um, I'm in Cape Creek. I'm real far north.
3: Oh good. It's a little colder there than it is what they show on the TV stations every morning. So I think I would just take it to a shop and park it and say to them, I want you to start it up and I want you to do this and give them the one two, three, four, five. And I want you to do this, and I want you to find the noise that accompanies a cold startup. Now, you can help him when it's happening. I want you to stop and then park. I want you to turn the steering wheel left and right. See if the noise changes. I want you to put it in all the gears with your foot on the brake. Does the noise change? I want you to turn the air conditioning on and off. Again, does Mm -hmm. it change? And then I want you to feel the engine and make sure that it's idling really, really good and smooth and normal. Because the only whoop-whoop I can think of is if I had an engine miss cold, and it was missing on a cylinder, and it would be kind of like a burp at the back of the the engine. But frankly, most people don't hear it. So, I mean, most of us old gray-haired guys, we could stand in the back of a car and put our hand over the exhaust and feel an engine miss. And so that's what I would do. But I can tell you, I don't think that this is something you should worry about, but I do think you should have someone try to make it happen. You'll save yourself a lot of money if you can describe the one, two, three of this. And if you say, I'm going to leave it here, and I'm going to come back tomorrow morning, and would you assign someone, and I'm going to start it up, and if it's not there, we're going to turn it off and leave it till tomorrow morning. And the shop owner is going to give you a hug because nobody does that. And so you're going to leave it, and you're going to be there, and you're going to show them. And then if it's not there, if it's okay, I'm going to leave it parked right there. Hang on to the keys, and I'll be here tomorrow morning. So that's not what we get very very often, okay? All right. Thanks. Thank you. And, Bill, you're up next. How can I help you?
1: Hey, Mark. Good morning. I've been enjoying your show ever since I moved to the Valley.
3: To the new station? Okay, and then that was in in 2011, and it's the best thing that I ever did. Um, I'm I'm really happy where I'm at, and so thank you for uh, being a long time listener. How can I help you?
1: Yeah, sure. Uh, My son has a uh, donated uh, 2003 RX300 leaks a lot of oil. We've taken it. uh, We just moved uh, to the valley from Florida. Took it to a couple shops out there. They said, uh, can't find the leaks. There's um, uh, n- nothing we can do. And uh, it seems to increase. Uh, one guy here in the valley said he put in uh, heavier grade oil to expand the valve cover gasket. And that didn't work. Okay. This so, isn't hard. This This isn't hard. It doesn't yeah. seem to be hard. I'm a, I'm an old uh, Coast Guard mechanic from the 80s, but that was diesel, so it was always
3: yeah. um th- The first thing we have to do is, is we have a vacuum cleaner on the engine called a PCV valve, positive crankcase ventilator. Then in order huh. for us to suck on the engine, we got to have a place where we have clean air going in. So we suck on the front, and clean air is coming in from the back. Now, so the PCV valve can cause an oil leaking problem, and the the clean air filter can cause uh, an oil issue, an oil consumption problem. Does it ever run bad? Does it ever miss? Cold, hot, fast, slow, idle, wide open throttle. Does it ever run poorly?
1: It doesn't seem to. No. Okay. It's got good. Three hundred thousand on
3: it. And that tells me that we probably have some internal pressure. And if it were me, uh, there's a filter that cleans the air that goes into one end of the valve cover, and then the PCV valve's going to be on the other end of the valve cover, or or the the setup's going to be close to that. And I'd replace the air filter, or not the air filter, but the filter that's that's filtering the air that's going into the engine, and usually it comes from the air filter assembly. And then I'd replace the PCV valve. I'd probably go to a 30-weight or 40-weight, but here's what I think is kind of cool you're, you're leaking oil, but you're not burning oil. You didn't say anything about blue smoke, and you didn't say no. it, miss, it was missing. And so I'm not quite sure. And I don't agree that uh, changing the oil weight would stop any kind of a gasket leak. If you got a gasket leak, you got a gasket leak. Now, to find one, heck, we take it to the quarter car wash, wash the engine off. It's got fresh oil. We change the oil. We put a little dye in the engine. We say, hey, Bill, we want you to come back in... Uh, Uh, a week and we're gonna wave our blue or our orange or our pink light all over your car and we're gonna follow the uh, oil leak right to its point of origination and then you can decide if you want to fix it the real question is and I'm gonna take a break here in a minute you can stay on the line the real question is is do we have so much internal pressure because of the 300,000 miles that no matter how many gaskets we put on this we'd be in the same boat that's the real question. Stay here because I got more to talk to you. 602 508 0960. 602 508 0960.
7: It's the same jig they assemble your car on. RainTree can put your car back to its pre-loss condition with 100% accuracy. RainTree Auto Repair is a BBB member with a plus rating. RainTree Auto Repair provides free estimates, and they'll give you a lifetime warranty on all paint and body work. They use the best glass paint, and it's waterborne paint, so it has no environmental effect. For more information, stop by RainTreeAutoBodyInc.com.
0: Listening to 960 The Patriot online doesn't mean you have to sit at your desk. If you're on the run, doing housework, or on your drive home, 960 The Patriot is at your fingertips wherever you are or whatever you're doing with the Patriot app. The Patriot stream is now sponsored by Guns Etc., an A-plus company working together to bring you an A-plus listening experience. Download the app today at your app store. It's the best way to listen to your favorite shows no matter where you are. Brought to you by Guns Etc. If you listen to this radio station for 24 hours straight, you'd hear about a quarter of a million words, and thousands of those words every day come from listeners like you. No one values your opinion more than we do. And when you support our advertisers, you turn words into actions. We know you're not always going to agree with us, but we wouldn't be here without you. So we thank you for listening and supporting our advertisers. 960 The Patriot, a Salem Media Group station. All about that theme and Welcome back, everybody.
3: My name is Mark Salem. Every Saturday here from uh, 10 till 12, we're here talking about car and car repair. we got four lines open, 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960. I want to finish with Bill real quick. Bill, sometimes I I I think a little better during the breaks, so I have a couple of questions for you. You said it had 300,000 miles, Yes. Okay, so it's been around the word equator 12 times. Let's not forget about that. It's literally, it's 25,000 miles. So so people sometimes, and I'm not saying you do, but my mother is. My mother thinks the car will last for, you know, 5 million miles, and it's not going to. It's going to wear out. Number two. I would wash the engine on that and I would probably put some dye in it and look for an oil leak because clearly you got an oil leak because you've talked about other people and you've talked about the valve cover gasket and that kind of stuff. Now I would also pull the spark plugs and look at them. If I found the uh, a spark plug that is consuming oil the spark plug will tell me everything it needs to know. However, if all the spark plugs have a nice tan or light brown color to them, now I'm really excited. I think this is fixable. Then last, I would check for blow-by. After the car's been run for a while, for a long time, do you have another car in your garage, um, Bill? Yeah. Or, okay. Here's what I want you to do. I want you to, when you drive the the, the car, the uh, RS300, um, I want you to come home and I want you to leave it running and I want you to pop the hood and take the oil cap off. It's okay for it to have a little bit of, you know, mist coming out, a little bit of... It could be clean air. It could be uh, kind of an oily air or whatever. Then when you drive your other car, I want you to do the same thing. Let's compare the internal pressure of the 300,000-mile car with your other car. That'll tell us a lot. So that internal pressure is... um, would you, is Greenway far away from you, 40th Street and Greenway?
1: Well, like I said, I just moved to the area, so I have to look that up. I'm at, okay. I'm at basically um, um, uh, Central and Beardsley.
3: Okay, all right. Um, gosh, you, he, I, I would look up Blackwell Automotive, Blackwell Automotive, and this is what I Blackwell, would say to him. Okay. I've got an oil leak. Mark Salem says that you don't have a prayer in hell of fixing, but you are closest to me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right. And tell him he talked about a PCV valve, and he talked about dye, and he talked about all that stuff. So um, I would like very much for to drive it by, and I'd like you to look at it and tell me what you think the next step is. I think that's what I'd do. And uh, I would do it just exactly like I said. <laughs> Now, it's important for me, not you but for me. I don't make a dime on those kinds of casual go see this guy. He's the closest guy to you. He'll he can handle that. No problem. The question is, is is this fixable or not? That's the question. So and I don't make he's not gonna send me any money, I don't do that kind of stuff. So anyway, Blackwell Automotive, he's a fortieth in Greenway. Hector, thank you for waiting as long as you did. How can I help you?
0: Yes, sir, love your show and You've saved me ton of
8: of money throughout the years. But Thank you. my question this time is, my question is, I have an 07 Honda Pilot. My wife lives in a small front-end fender bender, um, which is mostly just cosmetic. But I've noticed now um, that in the mornings, and it happens maybe once or twice in the cold mornings, um, it has a slight ticking that lasts for about a minute and then goes away. But it only happens once or twice a week at the most.
3: Okay. All right, so we we had a small front-end collision. Has it been fixed?
8: No, no, it has not. I'm going to be the one that to pretend I know what I'm doing and attempt to fix it okay. Um, okay. later on down the road.
3: Here's the reason sure. I ask you that is, is because I wanted to know if the engine had been compromised. So the fact that you're still not. driving, it tells me the radiator, the air conditioning, the cooling system, the, you know, everything about it, the engine wasn't affected by this crash. That's why I ask you that question. Um, I did have to
8: change two sensors, the MAP sensor and the TPS sensor, but other than that, it just runs like a champ still.
3: Okay, well, neither one of them is going to cause a noise, and if you had a check engine light, you had a hesitation, um, you had a a, a full throttle, it runs out of power, then, yeah, you got a problem with one of those because those Mm -hmm. are some of the symptoms that the map and the TPS would show. MAP is maps, map is manifold absolute pressure, you're looking at the vacuum of the engine. At idle it's high and wide open throttle it's low and that's how the engine knows you're going crazy. And the TPS, throttle position sensor, does the same thing. So idle is one and wide open throttle is five. That's it. So in your particular case, I'm thinking now you the oil level's okay. You've checked that, yes? Yes. Okay. It could be an exhaust leak. And if you take a big piece like three feet of 5 eighths heater hose, three feet of 5 eighths heater hose, have the hood open, start it up, the noise is there, put one end of that heater hose in your ear, and put the other end of the heater hose, wave, wave it around the engine. And there's a good chance okay. you're going to be able to find out. And you're going to say, Mark, it's at the front of the valve cover, or it's the back of the valve cover, or it's over here by where the exhaust manifold bolts to the engine, or it's back here uh, about uh, eight inches behind where the the exhaust pipe disappears underneath the car. That's how we do it. So that's how you should do it. Three feet of 5-8-seater hose, maybe four feet, and uh, get it to happen and wave that thing around. Now, if you want to see how sensitive that is, Put it against your ear, take the other loose end, and just whack it on the fender, and it hurts your ear.
0: <laughs> so, <laughs> okay.
3: So that should save you some money. Okay, Hector?
0: Thank you so much. I appreciate
3: uh, it. <laughs> you're welcome. You're welcome. Automatic Transmission Exchange has been in Phoenix since 1968. Phil is a gray-haired guy. Fred, He knew Fred Flintstone. When they had the cars that you used to run with your feet... Phil's been around a very long time, and the transition from the old transmissions to the new electronics isn't that tough because the old transmissions, we'd shifted them based on foot throttle, and engine vacuum, and a cable. Today, we shift it based on electronic components. So the electronics say to the computer, hey, he's getting close. Let's go to number two. That's what happens. So they're watching your foot. They're watching engine vacuum. They're watching the speed. They're watching the load. They're watching all this kind of stuff. So, eh, it's the same thing. So Automatic Transmission Exchange is at 40th Street in Washington. He's a good guy if you have a transmission problem. Maybe stop by and talk to Phil. Okay, I have a favor from you. Oh, by the way, 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960. If you want a Tesla, I'd like I want you to call me and just tell me this. How much did you pay for it? That's all I want to know. How much did you pay for it? That's all I want to know. And and the reason for that madness and and the number 602-508-0960. 602-508-0960. Gil's going to take uh, your number. 602-508-0960. How much did you spend for your Tesla? And let me a- tell you why I'm asking that. Last, in the last week or maybe the week before that, somebody called up and said General Motors said that you know electric cars are going to be the future. And asked me to comment. And he caught me with my pants down by my ankles because I've never had that question before. And so I was stuttering a lot. Let me tell you now what I think. I don't think electric cars are going to be our future for a variety of reasons. Number one, let's set Tesla aside, okay? Um, they, they probably have a, a range of maybe 100 to 150 miles. They still have to be charged. We still have to make the batteries, and then we have to somehow or another get rid of the batteries. They don't have a lot of power, um, and they're just not going to give us all the creature comforts we have cruise control, air conditioning that'll freeze your knees together and all the other stuff because the power steering runs off a belt. Now we have to go electrical and with the air conditioning runs off a belt and we have to go electrical. So all this stuff is moving parts. Now, even the Teslas, okay, from my house and, and, and my house in Tempe and Gil remind me to comment about, um, my shop, um, my house in Tempe to Payson, which is where we have our horses during the summer, is 93 miles. It's an hour. Well, my wife drives it in an hour 30 minutes, and I drive it in an hour 40 minutes. <laughs> Nevertheless, do the math. I don't care. Um, up and down the mountain. And we, we want to go with traffic. And and even, I don't care. The speed limit is 65. People are doing 80. And so you, you stay with traffic. Now, up in Payson, there is a charging station for Teslas right next to the subway. It's always full, and the the friends of mine that have Teslas say that they have to stop there 93 miles later um, in order to just top off the electrical. They go over Subway or Arby's or Taco Bell or wherever, and um, they're scared to go to Sholo or they're scared to run that far. Now, as I understand it, the Tesla has a range of between 100 and 200 miles. That's a pretty big range, but that's why I'm asking how much you paid for the car. I can tell you Teslas are very fast. They have creature comforts that are second to none. They have computer-operated circuits that are second to none. It is a very sophisticated car. I have lots of friends who have bought Teslas and said they love them. They love them. The tires are like no-flat tires. The safety on a Tesla, and I'm not doing a Tesla commercial. let may sound like that, but I don't care. The fact of the matter is it's a very safe car. Now, one of the things I like about the Tesla, and you're going to get mad at me, and I don't care. I'm riding with a guy named Darwin, and we're going to a get-together of a whole bunch of old policemen. And he says, I'm going to pick you up on my Tesla, and I want you to drive it. And I said, I'd love to. I have not never driven." one. Man, that thing was flat-out get-up-and-go. And it had a TV screen in the middle, and you could move that TV screen around and all kinds of stuff. So he was taking people for a ride, and um, I was sitting in the right-back seat. And all of a sudden, there was this noise, and everybody in the car turned around and said to me, Jesus Christ, Salem, drop your window when you do that. Well, I hadn't done anything. It just sounded like, pfft. and and I'm just sitting there, and they're all saying, that's a lie. We just heard you. Well, evidently, he has a program in his car, and he can make the seat make that sound, any seat in the car. <laughs> So that's how technical these cars are. They're so they're like your phone. I mean, it's a, a phone with tires and wheels. Okay, well, so we're going to take our 40 break because Gil um, and I'm not paying attention to the clock anyway. So the Tesla is a very sophisticated car. When we come back, we'll talk about it more.
0: Bye. Your business is ready for a reboot, a recharge. The way our companies operate has changed. The changes haven't been easy, but there's help. The marketing team at Salem Surround gives you the tools needed to stand out and be visible to current and potential customers online right now looking for what you do. We can design a plan that targets potential customers with proven marketing strategies. Learn more at surroundphoenix.com. Surroundphoenix.com. Connecting you with new customers. Take the Patriot with you wherever you go. The 960 The Patriot mobile app. Your Alexa, TuneIn, iHeart, and Radio.com. It's your voice of reason 24-7. On the next episode of Recipes for Disaster.
6: So we've got our neighbor Paul coming over tonight for a barbecue, which is why I prepared a delicious lemon-rosemary steak marinade from my special collection of old family recipes. To make sure the steaks are extra, extra, extra tender, I left them marinating out on the counter overnight, just like Nana used to.
0: Maria may mean well, but without food safety, it never ends well. Always thaw or marinate foods in the refrigerator at 40 degrees Fahrenheit or below. Or you could make your friends and family really sick. Maria's neighbor, Paul, didn't think twice about the steak he ate until he was presenting his company's financial forecast to the board. That's when a sudden bout of food poisoning made it explicitly clear that profits weren't the only thing on the rise. Watch Recipes for Disaster at foodsafety.gov. You'll learn the right steps as Maria does everything wrong. Brought to you by the USDA, HHS, and the Ad Council.
6: This is Jerry Boyer of Town Hall Finance for townhall.com. Quote, The president, vice president, and all civil officers of the United States shall be removed from office on impeachment for and conviction of treason, bribery, or other high crimes and misdemeanors. That's Article 2, Section 4 of the U.S. Constitution, which gives Congress the authority to impeach and remove officials. But note the actual words, shall be removed upon impeachment and conviction. This includes the authority to remove a president, But you can't remove a president from an office if he is no longer in the office. Like most Americans, I was appalled by the violent rioting at the Capitol. I also believe President Trump's speech was reckless. But Congress cannot impeach, convict, and then remove from office a private citizen. The bottom line? Congress should not fight lawlessness with more lawlessness. I'm Jerry Boyer.
3: Well, welcome back, everybody, 48 minutes after the hour of 11 o'clock. I'm Mark Salem, and every Saturday we're here from 10 to 12 talking about car and car repair problems. My email address is mark, with a K, at marksalem.com, mark at marksalem.com. Let me draw another distinction between me and all the other car radio shows that are within uh, three states. I don't ever say the name of my shop. That's not what this show about. It's about you. It's about your problem. It's about my experience. I'm an ASE master, been in this car business since 79. I've owned my own shop since 1979, but I worked as a gas station when I was in high school. So this is about you and your car. There's a lot of radio shows out there that are car-related stuff that all they do is thump their chest and tell you how good they are. I'm not a chest thumper. And uh, and, and, and and this show isn't about that. Uh, I got plenty of business. I don't... Um, I, 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 I just this isn't it. It's this is my penance for all the bad things I've done. <laughs> this is my way to pay back to the community. Bonnie, are you got a Tesla?
8: No, I don't.
3: Okay. How can I, I help you?
8: I have a very old uh, 1997 Cadillac DeVille. Okay. I've had it since it was brand new.
1: Okay.
8: And I love that car. Okay. Anyways, I was taking it over for emissions and the little oil light came on. Okay. Okay. I do have an oil leak in it. Okay. Had it for many, many years, many thousands of miles. Okay. Um but the oil light came on and then it said oil pressure low.
3: Okay. Okay. Well, we got to get it into a shop to figure out what's wrong. But obviously, okay. well, the first thing you want to do is pull the dipstick, and if it's below the add mark, we need to add oil to it. But the little lo- did that already. Okay, so does the light still on? Ah. Uh. Okay, well then you're going to have to tow it to a repair shop and we're going to pull the oil pressure switch out of it. We're going to hook up a manual gauge. We're going to make sure that we have good oil level. We're going to start it up and we're going to listen to it clatter and hopefully it'll go away. And if it doesn't, we're going to look at the oil pressure. It could be something really ugly. This could be something really ugly. We could have lost a bushing or a bearing. Forget the bushing. We could have lost a bearing at the cam or at the crank or at the rod and that's allowing oil to leak profusely. So it's kind of like having one of your major major arteries in your heart just blow up and leak like crazy. And oh. that, that's the worst-case scenario, Bonnie. But there's also other good things. Now, real quick, i got one more question for you. When the oil light was on, was there any engine noise? Did the noise of the engine change? No. Okay, good. That's good. So you've got to get it to your shop, tell them what you've told me, but it's a good thing that the worst probably isn't going to happen to you because there wasn't any engine clatter along with the light and the uh, no oil pressure. But i got to run, Bonnie. Dwayne, have you got a Tesla? He's gone. Brian? Brian, you're next. Yes. Wonderful. How you doing? I'm good.
8: I'm good. Listen, you can help me out quite a bit. I'm, uh, I've got a Ford Explorer, 98 Ford Explorer, just turned over 270,000 miles. It's about gone. The thing okay. is, about three weeks ago, um, it was idling just fine. It was running smooth. The engine was running. And then I uh, let it sit for about an hour and a half, and when I turned it on, it died after going about 20 feet. And since then, I've had this clicking sound uh, ongoing when I'm driving, and it's, it's idling. Or it's running real rough. I, when I first started out, when it's cold, I have to kind of gun a little bit and keep it from dying.
3: Okay, so that's, what you're talking even... about is it's missing, okay? Yeah. And I, and yeah. I can't diagnose a miss, but I can tell you this much. A spark plug, a coil, coil wire, an EGR that's stuck wide open, a, um, a map sensor or mass airflow sensor that's gone to heaven, and all of that stuff combined. So this isn't yeah. a tough problem. This is just a matter of finding out why it's missing in the times that you say. And it's going to be in too much air, too little air to the motor. Too much fuel cool. or too little to the motor. That's what it's going to be.
8: Yeah. Let me ask you one. Am I going to, I'm leaving for St. George where, I'm, where I hope to make it that far, and then I'm going to just, uh, with Stempe 3.0, you know, the $1,400, i am going to get another vehicle, donate this okay. one to cars for kids. But am I going to be able to make it the 423 miles from where I'm sitting here in Mesa to exit 6 in St. George in about 10, 10 days?
3: I can answer that for you. I'm not going with you. OK, uh, I, I tell people I'd go with them to give them confidence that what they've got, if they've got. But I'm not going with you. You're not taking my grandkids. You might take my wife if she's mad at me. She <laughs> might go with you. But the answer is uh-huh. is no. Until you know what's going on, um, yes. I think you would be um, making a big mistake. Just go have it diagnosed. This isn't a tough one. Just take it to a yes. shop and, yes. and and just say, I can show you what I want you to check. Now, they may say, I already know it's an EGR valve that's half open. It's going to affect your idle. You go on there, and you'll be no problem. So that's kind of the way it is, but I've got to move on. Alan, Elon, I think it's Elon or Alan. How can I help you?
8: It's Elon. It's Elon. Okay. Yeah, I took you out the speaker real quick. Uh, okay. I have an 07, uh, an 07 Titan, and okay. the uh, the speedometer is working now, but one time it stuck over there on 60, and then it started working again, and um, I took it to a speedo SpeedoTAC, and he's telling me that the whole instrument cluster is going to be going bad, and like, yeah, uh, I don't know, $500 to get in there and fix it. And I'm just confirming that that is what happens on these things.
3: Did you take the one at McKellops and Hayden Road in, in uh, Tempe and South no, Scottsdale? No, 7th Street.
8: 7th okay.
3: Street. Okay, well, Dick Speed on Tax has been around since Jesus Christ was a baby. Yeah. And, and yeah. I've used them exclusively since I was 16 years old. And yeah. here's so what you do. What he
8: you tells do. me is pretty much, pretty much on, on board there.
3: Okay, yeah. I trust him. He's not on my best Carver's Pair Shops list because he's a, he's a very specialized thing. Here's what you do, though. Okay? Well, I'm.
2: I'm wait, also looking... wait,
3: wait, I don't have much time. Here's what you do. You say to him and you look him in the eye and you say, look it, $500 or less, but you better fix it. And you better not call me back and tell me, oh, by the way, you need a speed sensor. Or by the way, um, the uh, fuse panel has three dead fuses. Not, we're not doing that. So I'm going to need your complete acknowledgement that you're going to fix it for less than $500. And number two, are you going to put the mileage back on it that it has now? And are you going to give me a sticker that says that this mileage is is an exact amount of mileage that I had on the car? That's what you need to do. So I think you're at the best place in town. And here's something else. There's a good chance no matter where you go, they're going to use them anyway. There's a good chance that, that whatever shop you pick, and including the dealers, whatever shop you pick, they're likely to subcontract it to them or they're going to do the same work as him and they're probably going to cost you a little bit more but that's what that's what i would do with you is and i want to just put your mind at ease you're at the very best place you could be and and the, the other guy in Tempe came from the Dick Speedo and Tapcon Indian School in 7th. I think it's 7th in Indian School. And the, both of those guys know as much about Speedos as anybody I know. So when you only do dashboard work, then you're in pretty good shape. My email is mark at marksalem.com. If you have a Tesla and you want to tell me how much you paid for it, I'd like that. Mark at marksalem.com. If you have a car repair question, it's easy. Mark at the marksalem.com. Year, make, and model. And the symptoms. I don't care that your uncle in Kentucky says it's this. I don't care what the three-whiskered kid said uh, at the at the auto parts store. I don't care about that you have a check engine light. Symptoms. And then if you have a code, then let's talk about it. And if you'd include a phone number, I have a blocked cell phone for obvious reasons. And I'll do my best to call you back because inevitably I have a... Um, a question or two to kind of narrow it all down. Gil, did you said something? Okay, all right, thank you, thank you for that. So, the reason I was asking people about Teslas is is because by far, by far, that's the best energy green car there is out there. I just wanted to bring you the price. Now, the Prius and the hybrids and the, and, the, and and the electric cars, all those cars uh, 20, 30, maybe 40,000. I'm thinking that the uh, Teslas are going to be in the 50 to 80,000 range, f- certainly 40 to 80,000 range, depending on which one you got. So that's kind of why I was asking about the Teslas. But I want to tell you something if I was going to go green, and I talk to my cows and horses first because they're polluting as much as my wife is, I would probably get a Tesla. I would get a Tesla because right now it by far is one of the best cars out there with respect to something that uh, has no pollution coming out of the tailpipe. So, and and another thing, on the newer model gasoline cars, you can lock yourself in your garage and it'll take you about a week to die. When we were in the 70s, um, you'd die within about 20 minutes. So that's how clean the tailpipe is. On the newer model cars, you might be there a week. On the older cars, you might be there 10 seconds. Anyway, marketmarksalem.com, marketmarksalem.com. I'll fix the technical issues, and I'll see you next Saturday right here at 10 o'clock on KKNT.